Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out why John should not be left to host the show on his own. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Don't touch that. Hello and welcome to Gamerhead Radio, episode number 191. I am one of your three, but only one host here today, Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! And I am Megan Santiago, a.k.a. Mrs. Flynn? Yes, I think that is the, the correct nomenclature under the circumstances here. So, uh, welcome to uh, Gamerhead Radio, uh, where we obviously do not have uh, two of our hosts here with us this week. We talked about it a little bit last week on the show, that uh, Charlie and Goat are both going to be out of town. Charlie is currently uh, running one of his, his uh, My Little Pony conventions, um, which I think this one is Cider Fest, Winnie City... So I don't remember. There's so goddamn many of them now. I don't fucking remember anymore. Um, but either way, uh, Charlie is uh, Charlie's out there running that show, probably having fun with all kinds of crazy pony folk. And uh, Goat is still on tour with Dope uh, currently, which means he's going to be out for a little bit longer. I believe next week, though, is a return to form as Charlie's going to be back in town. But we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. This week's going to be kind of an express show. We're not doing an entire show. Pretty much most of the show we normally do with the exception of, uh, you know, kind of no feature today. The feature, if there is any features, is going to be talking a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, uh, holiday games coming out, which is uh, related to Mailbag. But um, my, my wonderful wife has seen fit to join me this week. Originally, it was just going to be me doing it, and uh, she was nice enough to volunteer her time this evening to come and talk, because she never gets to talk nice to you guys enough. anyway. So. Twist my arm. like I did. Yeah. I, I did. I broke her arm and said, you, you're going to talk about video games! As if she doesn't fucking hear about this shit all week on her own. Anyways, me talking about it constantly. We've got a couple people already in watching the show live. Hello, everyone. Good to see you on. Uh, thank you for joining us. So um, in, in keeping with the the format of our show, we're going to go ahead and do our normal show like we, we regularly would. But we're going to talk um, a little bit uh, about some of the things that Megan has has or has not participated in coming up? Say I know, put her on the spot. She's gonna love that. Um, but first, we normally, you know, as you know, you've heard the show many times. We normally talk about uh, how our week was. So why don't you go ahead and start, Megan? Why don't you tell everybody how your week was? Oh, um, well, it's uh, crazy. You know, chasing a little demonic minion around. Um, so it's just busy and lots of. We're fucking exhausted, it's, it's, it's and tiring. We're, we're really tired of listening to... I'm like, how do I make this sound interesting? But there, I was really just singing Wheels on the Bus all. There is no interesting for that shit. You know, if any of you guys out there have kids, um, don't. Not for a long time, because they're No, insane. that's not <laughs> Look, true. I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> um, so, my, my week was very interesting. I... Um, you know, I left the, the job that I had, which I hated. I've said more than once on the show. I don't really talk much about my day job, but uh, I'm starting a new one tomorrow, which is part of the reason tonight's episode is going to be an express episode. Um, is because I have a lot of shit to do to prepare, uh, like not being, you know, Mr. Beardy face. This is also why I'm looking all dapper with a new haircut and shit so I can look all, mm, I'll I'll go all super fresh when I go to work tomorrow. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so my week my week consisted mostly of just getting out of the old place and worrying about heading towards the new one. I did manage to squeeze in some game time though, um, which we will. You did. I, I did. I, did. I played a bunch of games. But he suffered for it because it may have been really late at night. It did. Or I, early in the morning. Yeah, a couple of times this week, but it was okay. I needed something to vent my frustrations. Um, so aside from that, my week was basically just spent uh, changing poopy diapers, which you don't want to hear about on the show. So what I'm going to do, I, tried to leave that one out. I know, no, but it is, it's just like up to our fucking eyeballs and poopy, man. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and move on to, um, oh, uh, listener Dustin Falconer asked if I dressed up as Fallon Flynn. Actually, it's funny. I was contemplating doing it. I almost went to a Halloween party last night uh, for friends of ours that, that invite my brother and I out every year. And I was going to dress up in my Flynn gear. Um, but I just, I was too busy. I just had too much shit going on. So you I decided not to. You go to class tomorrow dressed as Fallon I suppose I could go to class tomorrow dressed as Fallon Flynn. Probably not going to do that, though, because those people, I have to work with those people a little bit, and I want them to respect me, what little dignity I have left. Um, so typically after this, we, we talk a little bit about game releases. So uh, Charlie normally does this bit, but I'm going to go ahead and spell out what we got coming out for games in the, in the next seven days here. Um, some of these were, were previously uh, listed before because they've been released on different platforms prior to. So uh, Owlboy is going to be released on no November 1st on uh, PC. Um, also on November 1st, Root Letter for PlayStation 4, PS Vita. I have no idea what the fuck that is. Um, also on November 1st, Xbox One, PS4, and PC is a game called Seraph. Again, no idea. Um, again on November 1st, Super Dungeon Brothers for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. It's going to be on November 1st. Um, and then uh, some more uh, meat and potatoes, some of the stuff people were waiting for on November 4th. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. I've really kind of fucking lost interest, to be honest with you. I just don't, I don't care anymore. Especially after playing Battlefield 1, which I'll talk about. Um, <laughs> November 4th for the PC. Football Manager 2017. Football! No, oh, God. I, can, I, I, don't, I don't fucking play real football. Why would I want to play not real football? And besides, I really... At least it's not Madden, I guess. At least it's not Madden <laughs> Football Manager 2017. Yeah. Um, Mario Party Star Rush for the 3DS will be out on November 4th. Sword Art Online Hollow Realization will be out for the PS4 and the Vita on November 4th. That is it for releases this week. Really, really sparse. Um, you know, I mean, I suppose most of the, the big holiday games have been released already for the, the season. You know, uh, everybody kind of has a tendency to release in... Uh, October, and we'll get one more wave of them probably in November, but that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that in the mailbag, though, because the mailbag this week is is centered around the holiday-related games. Um, Darcy says, hi, Megan. Hey, Darcy. Um, so let's talk a little bit now uh, about, about what we played this week. Now, Megan likes video games, but does yes. not regularly get to play them. Usually, she, she takes the bullet. I get to play games because she's busy chasing our crazy little son around the house. Well, yes. Yes. Well, Plus, if I tried to play during the day, our son would hijack whatever I'm playing, and I wouldn't get to play anyway. Um, that's true. Yeah, that is true. It's awful. That's true. I tried uh, to play Rocket League earlier, and he and he was literally taking the controller out of my hand while he looked at the screen and went, ball, ball, because he sees the fucking ball on the screen. So, And, you know, he's at that age. So, so Megan doesn't really get to play a lot, but Megan, Megan had – a lot of fun with me this last week, kind of poking fun at me while I was playing the PlayStation VR with a couple of things. 
So why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell them about that? I'll I'll save the um our our shark experience. Fuck that shark, man. Um. Okay. So we got to borrow the um PlayStation VR system, which was a blast. It it was. Um, we decided John and I are not too fond of sharks, so I made him naturally do the shark expedition. I don't know what you'd call it. I don't remember what it was called. I think it was called Shark. It was on the PlayStation World's um, Shark Encounter. Yeah. You know, PlayStation World's like Ocean Deep or something like that. Um, something of the deep. I don't remember. Yeah, something with sharks and water. But, of course, John's like, oh, it's super realistic. I want you to play it. And I was like, oh, I've got a headache. You play it, and I'll just watch. Um, So he did, very sweetly, and... It was terrifying. Well, <laughs> the graphics are so much better on the PlayStation VR than the Gear VR. Yeah, than the Gear yeah. VR, which the Gear VR still is amazing, but this the textures were so realistic, and they set this up like the Gear VR has a shark mode that you can you know go and see sharks in a cage, but it's tolerable, not too scary. They just kind of swim by, bump into the cage. The one that we just played, they mess with you. Which one? The one that we played on the PlayStation. Because it actually bites off part of the oh, cage. Oh, you're talking about the shark Yeah, cat. and looks like it could get in to get you. Yeah. No, well, I tried. Here, here's the short rundown on the, the shark thing. When I, was a, when I was a kid living in the south, I grew up on the, the Gulf Coast right off of uh, the, the beaches in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I had a, a six-foot-long lemon shark brush against me when I was about a mile out off of uh, Ship Island, maybe half a mile off of Ship Island down there. And um, that's all it took for me. I was probably 19, 18 or 19, and I had a shark brush my back and bump me, and I turned around and saw it, and it was close enough to the surface I could see the whole thing. That was fucking it. I used to spend all my time in the ocean. I don't get in the ocean anymore. Um, so that, that's, that's why I dislike sharks so much. And then, so when I did this thing, I got about halfway done with it when, while Megan wasn't home and I pulled the headset off after a point and I was like, no, <laughs> no, fuck this. And so, uh, and you got the headphones in and shit and the audio is mixed very well. They actually, it's scored as well. So it's got this really great score. And I told Megan, I said, I want you to watch this and I want you to listen to me Watch, just watch me play this. I want to see if I can get through it this time because it unsettled the shit out of me last time. I have a pretty no. strong stomach. Tell them, there's a point where the shark gets underneath the cage, like under the bottom swing. I pulled my feet up into the chair, <laughs> this this computer chair that I'm sitting in right now. I mean, I pulled my feet up into the chair and I was like, ah, no, 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 no. it's going to fucking get me. Um, it rips the front of the cage off at one point and that's the point in which I felt the most unsettled when it pulled the front of the cage off, I was sitting there going, this is it. I'm going to die. Yeah, because it looked wide enough I'm like it could get in, and it just was not good. No. It was not good. No. But well, she, of course, is over there laughing her ass off while I'm squirming well, in my seat. Because <laughs> I was No, of course. And I told you, and Megan is not a scary or spooky person anything. No. If I try to get her to do no. anything uh, spoopy. I'm a um, weenie. She's I, a weenie I, about I, it, right? I can't watch scary movies. And that is absolutely correct. It freaks her out. So I, I wanted her to get underneath it and try it out. And of course, she would not do that. She did try the PlayStation VR, which, um, you know, I, I, we're kind of waiting to do a PlayStation VR episode. 
um, because Charlie and Goat, their timing of their schedules, Charlie working on uh, all his pony convention work and Goat being out of town, they weren't able to try it and we don't want to cover it as a feature until everybody can get their hands on it and give their opinion. Yeah. I had it for like five days, so I played the fuck out of it and, and played a little bit of everything that my brother owned finished a few things and really enjoyed it but that's that's a substantial portion of what i played this week which forced me to take a break from the witcher um i did play a little bit of it this week i've just been doing menial side quest stuff um and then um as i mentioned last week uh, mr ryan on was nice enough to buy me a copy of battlefield one for my birthday which is uh in a few weeks um now that he's in yeah, tech school no. i am getting old too He's fucking gray in my facial hair and shit. Probably see a few oh, grays on the I side of my like head. Don't touch. Don't touch. Yeah, uh, around, don't touch. Um, <laughs> so it was, um, Dustin says he wants to see a Nightmare on Elm Street VR game. Yes and fucking no at the same time. I Jesus Christ. I would love to hear all about it, mm. but I will not play it. Yeah, no, I doubt <laughs> not. Um, but other than that, I played, I played uh, Rocket League. I played a bunch of Rocket League this week. I want to play some more Overwatch. Um, and I played, um, what else did I play? Oh, just Battlefield uh, 1. I've been yeah. playing the campaign for yeah. Battlefield 1, and so far, uh, I'm enjoying it. I like that it's kind of a truncated experience where it's broken into small sections. That helps tremendously, and it, you can get engaged in one story and then move on to the next one without feeling like you've been playing one game for hours and hours. It's the perfect living palate cleanser for for games like Witcher, you know, that are unlimitedly long or competitive multiplayer games like Rocket League. Like this is a narrative and it's really well done. It's really sharp put together. The presentation is nice. The only thing I wish is that they would have based, I wish they would have based the stories on real events that took place during World War One. These are all completely scripted, made up characters, made up events in real locations. Um, so the settings are definitely real, of course, um, but it's awesome. The guns and everything have a great kick. They sound great. Um, and, and as always with DICE, the, the audio is just like masterfully recorded and mixed. Everything sounds like exactly like it should or what you think it should, because I don't know if I had ever heard weapons of World War I fired in any sort of uh, setting where clarity could be heard. So... Um, and uh, Dustin's asking if, if the uh, multiplayer has any stupid double jumper exosuit type shit or is it straight up? It is straight up. It's World War One, Dustin. There is, I mean, nothing. You, you're hitting people in the head with trench shovels and pickaxes and uh, firing really shitty guns that jam and don't always necessarily work right. And you've got bayonets on the front and you're charging at people with horses and cutlasses in your hand like, uh, biplanes, like propeller engine planes, like the it's it's legit, man. It's it's a callback to an older style of multiplayer first person shooter gaming, and it's a lot of fun. If you like this style of gaming, do it. It's I it, buy it. This campaign's a lot of fun. The game looks the, great. Yeah, it looks really good too. The way that like you can tell it's using the same uh, the same version of Frostbite that uh, Battlefront, the new Battlefront was using, because. The menus and overlays, like the whole UI looks very similar to that style. And the just the graphical engine, everything on it looks very similar to Battlefront, but like amped up, tweaked up, it looks better. Um, so I, I recommend it. You know, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people would probably be interested in asking since Dustin uh, brought up, as he puts it, that futuristic bullshit. Um, Titanfall 2 came out on Friday. I did not purchase it. I do not have it. 
which is shocking. I may, I may, <laughs> I look, honestly, man, like, there are a few things that I fuck around with more than a game I want on release date, but I, I decided to hold off on that one for a couple of reasons, which I'll talk about probably on the next episode. Eventually, I will get it. I, it's not a news story this week. It almost was, just because it's so nice and refreshing to see. But uh, Respawn has made Titanfall 2 will have zero season passes. All of the DLC for it is entirely free. No microtransactions, no fucking season pass. They actually made fun of it and talked shit about season passes. That by itself made me want to turn around and go buy the game immediately. Um, but I'm going to hold off for a little bit longer. I will pick it up, but right now is just not the time. i got too many other things on my plate to worry about. And Titanfall 2 ain't going anywhere. It just fucking came out. Um, so that that's everything I had time to play this week. Um, and, I, and my wife was nice enough to make fun of me while I had the shit scared out of me. She almost had to change two sets of poopy diapers uh, before we put our son to be on your own with that one. Like, he'd be, I'd be like, go outside. Do you <laughs> think so? You think so? Um... But uh, having said that, let's go ahead and move on to the news for the week. And remember, everybody watching, this is an express show. So if I'm talking a little fast and moving a little fast, it's because I got a lot of ground to cover in a short period of time. Because we're trying to give you approximately the show you're used to, at least in format, um, until Charlie and Goat can get back. We debated just not doing an episode at all. You know, but I wanted to give you guys the show that you wait for every week and not, not leave you hanging. So um, coming in at number five this week, uh, controvers controversial video game movie director Uva Ball retires because, quote, the market is dead. Oh, is that why you're retiring? Is that really the reason you're retiring? Or is it because you suck? I'm going to go ahead and say it's because he sucks. So anybody that knows who uh, Uva Ball often... Intense, uh, fuck this guy. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, if you see... If you've ever seen his movies, this guy is part of, part of the reason why video game movies have such a bad... No, fucking terrible reputation and it's because anybody who doesn't know who this guy is his name is spelled u-w-e-b-o-l-l -L. most people call him ua bowl his name is uva ball that's the pronunciation of it he's german um he is he is a mega fucking hack director uh that got enough financing together about 15 maybe, maybe almost 20 years ago to start buying up a shitload of video game properties um related to the licenses for video games to make movies so he did um let's go ahead and see really quick he he did uh alone in the dark which i saw in theaters and was just fucking horrified by he did probably the one he's most well known as house of the dead which is just unwatchably bad like you can't you can't get through it with a straight face um he did rampage president down um postal and Far Cry, he did a Far Cry movie in 2008. I haven't seen that. Actually, I didn't see Postal either. Um, but he had originally purchased a few other um, a few other video game licenses that he didn't get to make because he started having trouble collecting financing to get his movies made. And uh, he put out a video saying that uh, he has no interest in returning to, quote, student filmmaking approach for his movie with lower budgets. I have made so many movies in my life, and I can't make cheaper and cheaper movies at my age. It's a shame. I would be happy to make movies, but it's just not financially profitable. Um, the director says he's been self-funding his film since 2005 and recently launched a Kickstarter campaign for a third Rampage. There was a second fucking Rampage movie? 
for a third Rampage movie called No Mercy. The campaign's final days when the film was short of its goal, Ball posted a video in which he basically said, basically my message is fuck yourself. Because that's how you get people to back your Kickstarter campaign. No Mercy failed to reach its funding goal. What a surprise. Um, really, honestly, I, I just don't, I, I'm glad he's gone. You know, I'm glad he's going to go away because the guy never, I used to say it then, the guy never deserved to make movies to begin with. The only upside to him having made movies is, is that his movies were so bad that they were the kind of movies you would get together with friends and have a couple beers and laugh at. You know, I would, uh, Charlie and Goat, when we get back, we got to talk. I think we need to have a, a Gamerhead Radio, like, bad video game movie fucking live stream where we mystery science three theater 3000 the shit out of some crap movies while our, our viewers are on there t- chatting with us uh, if you guys want to do that let me know because i feel like charlie and goat would love to do that if charlie ever has time again okay. as a free man in his in his adult life free from uh convention work um how, how do you feel did you ever see any of his movies she's like i'm watching yeah. that shit um, no, really, you. I can say that sincerely. You're watching that it's shit because it's shit. actually it's fucking trash. Shit. Yeah, it's not good. Um, or maybe I have, and they were just so bad. I don't. Know. I own. I have Alone I in the Dark. It's think. back there, burning a hole in the the case that I have back there. Mm. You actually spent money on it. I paid. I paid two bucks for it at Blockbuster when they were blowing that shit out. Like when Blockbuster was going away, I was like, I'll pay two dollars for this. this. Is worth a laugh. It, I haven't watched it since I thought saw it in the theater, though, and if it's as bad as I remember, then it would be unfucking watchable um, Moving on to number four this week. Um, so a, a long-lost um, version of the Super, or Super Nintendo version of Rayman has been found. So in an article originally posted by Motherboard, uh, most of us know the 2D platformer hero Rayman from his first public appearance on the PlayStation and Atari Jaguar consoles in 1995. But his roots go a bit further back to a planned release on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It was well along in development, but it never saw a public release as Ubisoft felt the lively new title was a better fit for more powerful consoles that were on the ho- that were near on the horizon. Uh, thus, uh, for years, the original game was lost to history. Even the Rayman creator, Michael and uh, Michel Ansel, just a few years Pardon, let me go ahead and scrape the shit out of my mouth and do that again. (laughs) And thus for years, the original game was lost to history, even to Rayman creator Michel Ansel. Just a few days ago, Ansel could be found on Instagram mourning how, quote, all these pixels are lost like tears in the rain. That's That's poetry. That's what that is. Yeah. I want to write a song about that. All these pixels are lost like tears in the rain. Mm-hmm. What you see there, everybody watching at home, is the face of a woman who's going to be serving her husband divorce papers in the morning, and I regret nothing. I was a fucking hit. That's nothing compared to what you usually do. <laughs> Don't sass me, woman. Um, it's true. Um, apparently, that bout of sulking led to some intense closet digging, and earlier today, Ansel joyfully announced on Instagram that he discovered the original EPROM, or Erasable Program, or Read-Only Memory Cartridge, for the SNES version just four days after giving it up for lost. He was he wasted no time in trying it out as SNES, which is noteworthy itself, as it seems to have escaped the yellowing most succumbed to, which is funny. Um, and he says that it works. So really quick, I'm going to screen share with you guys so you can see what I am looking at. Here you go. This is the actual uh, cartridge right here that uh, he had, which is amazing that this thing still works having sat in the closet for years because it has no casing on it. There's nothing around it. 
like unless he just happened to have it stored away where it would where it wouldn't have gotten any dust or damage on it but it looks brand new you know it looks like it's in in perfect shape um where did he say he found this thing uh he said he found it in his closet i don't know he didn't say where uh, and how then, much stuff he has in his closet that he does not know that was in there here is a screenshot of the Rayman that never was, and this Rayman was released as a, um, you know, a, 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 I think later on this this version of it that we see here never got released. So I mean, it, Rayman looks really fucking weird right here. He almost looks like a Muppet, like like a Muppet with no face. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's that's pretty neat. Um, pretty cool. Nice little thing to see. Um, he said that he's already considered reviving it for Nintendo's upcoming Switch console so that the rest of us can play it at last. It's not clear from his post um, if he'll have still have to create it entirely from scratch as the actual code may still be lost. Up until now, public knowledge of the SNES version of Rayman was limited to a trio of screenshots from the French gaming magazine Pix in Love, which sounds like a porn magazine to me, one of which Ansel used for his own tragic Instagram post earlier in the week. Uh, it's recognizably Rayman, although without the rich animation um, that we, we know from the, the original published title that uh, Ubisoft put together. So, um, that's kind of neat. I always, I always find it to be a, a good thing when, uh, when you can preserve some portion of gaming history, um, you know, and get it done. Um, but... Uh, one second here. Oh, I think we might have something good happening here in the works. You're going to have to work with me for a second. Good, good. Well, Charlie, uh, I, I'm assuming that he is undoubtedly in the middle of helping a guest with something, um, which is probably why he wants us to, to ask him to be on the show for the moment so that he can bring whoever it is he's hanging out with on and talk with us. So uh, unless or until Charlie joins us, um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to uh, number three for the week. So we talked about the N Nintendo Switch kind of extensively based on what we know last week. And uh, we came to find that uh, just after the announcement for the Switch, um, Nintendo stock shares plummeted a little bit. Not massively, but it was enough for them to uh, feel bad about it. It was a 7% drop. Um, and when this happened, um, Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishima found himself confused after the reveal of the company's next hybrid console. Um, talking to Bloomberg about the Switch and the future of the company, Kimishima said he was surprised to see the negative reaction from investors. He added that he didn't have an answer as to why it dropped so suddenly and, we, and was left confused by the entire situation, saying, To tell you the truth, I was surprised. I had wondered about the reaction, but I don't understand why, and there's no real point in me talking about the stock price. That's like the least slick save I've ever seen. Yeah, that's... That's a kind of a silent fuck off. Yeah, I mean. like, I don't care. Like, I'm like, what you gonna do about it? The night before Nintendo was set to reveal the Switch, the company added more than $1 billion in market value. Shares jumped 4.6%, making it the biggest surge for the company in more than a month following the phenomenal success of Pokemon Go this summer. Following the reveal, however, the company saw a 7.3% drop in shares overnight. Kamishima said that while he didn't understand why investors were concerned after seeing the Switch, after eight straight years of declining revenue, the company was dedicated to increasing the number of people who play games. Oh my goodness! I see Charlie! Hello! Hi. Hey, how's it going? Um, really quick, um, Charlie, I have to plug my headphones in. Megan and I were doing the show just ourselves, so I can't hear you and Jen right now. Let me grab those and plug them in really quick. Um, so while I'm doing that, Charlie, talk to everybody. Hmm. 
It's entirely possible, Charlie, that we can't hear you at all. Let me ask the listeners. Nope, nope. I got nada. Whole lot of nothing. Darcy says, no sound, Charlie. He says, up here. He's telling me to look at the top. Oh, God, you're sideways. Jesus. Until Charlie gets back, though, um, I'm going to go ahead and continue on with the news story. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, is the, the joy of live broadcasting. Uh, you never know how shit's going to go. And in this case, whether oh, or not it's going to go the way you want it to go. Um, so, um, he went on to say, what we aim for is to increase the number of people who play games. Oh, there's Char. Oh, wait, now there's goat. Goat's here. A wild goat appears. Yes, sir. We're, uh... Hey, goat. <laughs> Can you hear us now? Oh, dear God. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yay! Yay! Hey, guys. Oh, and goat's here even, too. Oh, hi, goat. <laughs> hey. Okay, so since you couldn't hear me before, I'll start over. So, hey, guys. Uh, Charlie Worthley here, uh, your, your tech and I'm joining you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, with the one and the only Jen Blake. <laughs> Um, we, um, uh, we, uh, Pony Girl Cider Fest ended today. Uh, it was an amazing weekend. Jen's last pony. My last pony con. I got out. I got yeah, out. Yeah, she, yeah. I got out. She escaped. Um, and we are, we are currently, um, at a, uh, at a Brazilian steakhouse uh, about to get the meat sweats. And, oh, um, meat sweats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not like a meat curse. I'm good. Or meat Of course we're having a good time. It's with Charlie. Yeah, that's the question. So we had a we had about eleven hundred attendees. We raised over ten thousand dollars for Extra Life, uh, for the Children's Hospital awesome. here. Awesome. And um, so yeah, it, uh, it's been a really good weekend. Uh, but as I mentioned, I we are at dinner, so I did want to I did, but I did want to take the opportunity to come out and uh, pop in on the stream and just say hi real quick with Jen. Mambo video games. <laughs> hi Mambo. <laughs> Mambo Lego video games. I will. I'll happily come on there. Remember when there weren't so many Mexicans? Amazing. Remember when marriage was just between a man and a woman? Oh God. I remember. Hey, so this is the point in time where I get the hell, Jen the hell off the show. That's right. so, amazing. Please put more booze in the village. Anyways, we're actually out on the street right now. Oh, in case you didn't hear, because like I said, I'm, I'm at dinner, and so we just wanted to come outside so we could try and hear you as best as we could. But um, but yeah, so so I'm gonna jump off. We're gonna go back inside, but uh, I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, I played no video games this week. To the surprise of absolutely no one. I did. What did you play? Marvel Avengers Academy on my phone. Marvel Avengers. I played the shit out of that game. Do you like it? Is it good? I actually love that game. I have not. I've gotten to level 36 and never paid a dime yet. Nice. I know. That's rare for a for, for a, a mobile for game. A freemium game like I that. I know. Yeah, yeah. So there, I'm better than you right now. You're always better than me. <laughs> this Jen. is true. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Mainly at muff diving. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to jump off. Just wanted to uh, pop in and say hi. Uh, have a great show, uh, everybody. I'll be back on the show next week. Yay. Um, have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good. Oh, wow. awesome. Hello, good sir. Well, that was fun. Isn't it? I you you I feel like you're in like a restauranty type setting as well. Are you on the bus? Me? No, I'm in the rainbow. We just ordered food. Oh, look at you! Yeah, I love hey, this. There's my there's my lovely Scotty. What up? This is our photographer over here, Sticky? 
Motor bridges and three boosts down. <laughs> I like it. Look at so this. You, made, you guys both made it onto the show tonight. That makes me very happy. Yes. It's kind of weird it was at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just obsession with my so. eyes. It's awesome. Yeah. Get home a taste of what they were missing. Because it's just Megan and I tonight, and, and I'm sitting here going, trying to keep this, this fucking boat from sinking. Um, so, uh, Goat, did you get a chance to play anything this week while you were uh, while you were on the road? I've been playing a Mario Golf on my DS, like Gangbusters, and Mario then I Golf. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you got. No, when I played Don't Starve and a whole bunch of Pokemon. Because okay. unlike everybody else, I don't have to spoof my uh, GPS. Okay, there you go. At least you're honest. Um, how, how's life on the road this week, Goat? Oh, it's good. It's fine. I mean, we're playing whiskey tonight, so it's the same same dog and pony show and shit show that whiskey is. They took my knife today. I forgot they did that. What? Weren't you there last week? No. Oh, uh, we were in Anaheim last night. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But so, it's kind of cool. No, this is the last last night, the last night of tour. Last night of tour? Yep, this is the last show. So you're gonna be on. You're gonna be home next week. Yep. Yay, everybody! Uh, you know what's funny? We uh, we managed to get through an entire stretch of goat tour without having a single guest on except for my wife tonight. That was it. We managed to, it was just Charlie and I managed to off where you found your way on every Thanks week. Thanks to the internet. I didn't notice that. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. What a time to be alive. You caught us. Are you going to be sticking around for a few minutes, Goat, or are you going to – I'm going to pop out. It's getting a little loud in here. Sort of fill in. No worries. Glad you made it on. Much better than a yeah. voicemail. We were trying to coerce the boys into leaving a voicemail. But I sent a voicemail in, too. Did you really? Okay, well, we'll have goat voicemail. Remote, goat remote later. Yeah. All right. So, awesome. All right, kids. I'm out. Good night. Be safe. We'll see you next week. Um, so, uh, completing that story where I left off, what we aim for is to increase the number of people who play games, Kamishima said. And we want to deliver all kinds of new surprises to our customers, and it's through their support that our revenue increases that's the end result. But if the result doesn't show, that means we weren't able to deliver. Next year is when we see that result. Um, I'm kind of inclined to agree that um, stock probably shouldn't have dropped early. Like, the, the, we barely know anything about the system, and well, it's yeah. not even out yet. Give but, it a little time, like. But you, you liked it too when you watched yeah. the trailer, right? Like you thought it looked, it looked I, good. I thought it looked interesting enough and and different enough and like. It seemed like something that you and I would enjoy at home. Yeah, Meg, Megan and I have often talked about getting Nintendo systems just because we like to play them together and we feel like it would be good for our son, of course, and our yes. soon-to-be other little one. But um, I, I, I've talked about it on the show. The Wii U is the first and only Nintendo system that I skipped that I have not purchased. Uh, and, and I will go back retroactively and get that when the price plummets into the toilet because I know that it will. Um, but uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to uh, number two for the week. We talked last week about how uh, video game voice actors went on strike for um, you know yes. poor treatment in the industry and some of the other issues um, related to um, their handling, their pay, the lack of information in contracts. Well, this week, well, in a move that I think is both personally tacky and unfortunate, Activision, Electronic Arts, and other sites attacking voice actors' union over strike. So, earlier this past week on Monday, the when it started, voice actors represented by SAG-AFTRA um, 
started their strike officially against certain companies. And we went down that list in response, the group representing companies like Activision, Disney, Warner brothers, uh, interactive take two. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me do that. Activision, Disney, Warner brothers, interactive take two interactive and electronic arts has launched a website, um, calling out the union for its lack of communication with actors about what the companies are willing to negotiate for and forcing a strike. On the site, the group breaks down a number of issues that the union wanted to address. The issues included providing additional compensation as well as a safer work environment for actors who uh, who had completed who complained about vocal cord damage. According to the website, both SAG-AFTRA and the video game companies involved in the strike had agreed to cooperate better when it came to protecting the actors' vocal cords. But where they differed on opinion was the length of sessions. SAG-AFTRA demanded that a regular four-hour recording session be cut into two sessions to reduce stress on vocal cords. As somebody who uses their voice for singing and also does some vocal work, I think that's a good idea and not at all unreasonable. It sounds personally. realistic. I don't know. Um, but the actors be paid for four hours of work. The companies agreed to split the four-hour sessions into two recordings as long as the actors arranged it ahead of time and recorded the two sessions within five business days. According to a chart on the site, the union did not agree with those terms and withdrew its proposal entirely. Um, in terms of financial compensation, the actors' union has asked that its talent receive royalties for every 2 million copies of a game sold on top of the 9% increase in base wages that both parties agreed to. A statement on the video game com uh, company's website stated that while they have agreed to pay for provide a bonus to voice actors depending on the amount of sessions they record for the game, it would be a flat fee of $950 instead of a percentage of sales which I do not agree with, considering some of these people doing the voiceover work. You know, Roger Craig Smith did the voice for Ezio in the Assassin's Creed games, and Ezio is like largely why that series is known, and his voice and personality of his voice lent so much to that character. If he didn't get royalties, like actors in movies and actors in like animated shows, anime and, and cartoons, yeah. they get royalties on, on the stuff they sell, video game actors. Voice act, voiceover actors should as well. I'm even kind of maybe feeling like personally that that motion capture actors, if it's not the same person doing the voice, should get some sort of portion of that because their body is given life to that character. Um, I don't know. What do you think? No, I I agree with that. You put the work in, and some of these games take off and are super successful and sell how many thousands and thousands of copies. I just feel that. But that goes with any work, like when you're loyal to your employees and people you're working with, the better work comes out of it, you know? Mm. So I just think that's kind of crappy on their part to even be arguing it. Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully they get this resolved quickly, though, because realistically nobody wants, nobody nobody likes to see a strike, you know what I mean? Nobody on either side really wants a strike. I think I think it happens when it has to happen in most cases. So hopefully they're able to kind of, get that uh get that put together quickly with no arguments harumph uh moving on to number one for the week microsoft completely fucking out of nowhere uh announced that they're going to be doing a vr headset for 299 dollars undercutting uh virtually everybody on the market except for the the gear vr um but in in the class in which it's trying to compete be offering a really really nice uh option here so uh microsoft announced a new line of virtual reality headsets uh, earlier this week which are much more affordable than others on the market the headsets will come from microsoft partners including hp 
HP, Dell, Lenovo, Asus, and Acer, and will start at just $299. So to be clear, this is not Microsoft specific branded. It is a Windows compatible Microsoft certified, um, you know, partner uh, option. But you have more than one option. So it's not like you necessarily have to use one or the other. If you have a preference for one, um, you can, you know, just buy that one. And to give you guys an idea of the screenshot that Microsoft provided, this is two of the possible headset options that you guys have to purchase. Um, the one on the left looks a lot like a PlayStation VR headset from the band at the top to me. This one just looks like a smaller version on the right-hand side. It's hard to tell. Actually, the one on the right looks more like a PlayStation VR when I really look at the, the black piece on the bottom here. But um, there's, a, there's a little bit more to it here. Um, Microsoft unveiled... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Microsoft... I got lost. I got lost in the middle of the fucking article. I don't think that's ever happened live during a show. Um, they appear to use a similar technology to Oculus to Santa Cruz prototype. The headset itself looks to have a headband with a visual part attached to the front. Um, the Oculus Santa Cruz prototype, for anybody who doesn't know, is they're trying to they're trying to find a way to get VR headsets to a point where the head tracking doesn't have to be done with an external sensor. So right now the Rift and the Vive come with a little sensor you sit near the front of the screen so that it tracks your head movement toward and away. Um, or if you want to get up and around something, it tracks that with sensors that are built into the front of the VR headset, right? Um, the, the Microsoft headsets are purporting that it will have sensors built in that scan the room for distance versus the front of the headset like the, uh, the Vive does, all those little mini things, the sensors in there. Um, and they're saying you won't have to have an external sensor. I mean, hand controllers are a different discussion. They haven't talked about that at all. But this one will have what you need built into the front of it so you can track head forward, you know, not just left, right, and tilt, tilt, uh, up, down like this. It gives, you know, front, back motion. Um, Microsoft unveils the, the Windows 10 Creators update recently, and you can use this in conjunction with the headset to create, share, scan, and print in 3D. So this is going to be a 3D print-capable oh, wow. and support uh, option here. So, I mean, whatever you're going to print in 3D, you can check it out and make sure everything is to your liking before you set it to print. Uh, in a demo, they see an image created in Paint 3D and viewed in a virtual world, and another demo titled uh, entitled Hollow Tour sees you enter a 3D video of real-world locations. Microsoft says you won't need a separate room for VR, and of course, the big talking point here is the price. The likes of HTC Vive and Oculus Rift cost six and eight hundred dollars, and Microsoft's headset will cost half as much. These appear as though they'll be much more consumer-friendly than the three thousand dollar Microsoft Hololens mixed reality headset or augmented reality headset, depending on how you look at it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this, especially since I spent so much time with the PlayStation VR last week. I don't know what the end result of this is going to be, and maybe it's just a rinky piece of shit, and it's Microsoft's sloppy way of trying to play catch-up. Um, I hope that's not the case, but we'll see here uh, coming up pretty soon. What do you think about this, if you had I, your choice? I actually really like this, and the fact that you can check out you know if you're going to do 3d printing to check it out virtually before you print it i actually think that's really cool um and i can't see them making this a piece of crap though because they have other systems to compare it to and 
no, they're a name brand. They are a gaming system. I can't see them being like, oh, well, we just wanted one out there, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would hope they wouldn't put out a piece of crap. Are you, I mean, because between playing my Gear VR and now playing the PlayStation VR, what is your, because you've never shared your opinions on the show, even though we've mm -hmm. talked about it extensively, what you think about virtual reality. What, what are your feelings on it? Um, I personally, I think with the Gear VR, I was like, okay, this is fun. I think seeing different games and maybe a little step up with the PlayStation VR, it definitely piqued my attention. It was definitely a lot more fun, especially playing, you know, the Batman game in there. Um, it definitely got my attention to where I could see playing that more often. And I could see that being a normal system, you know, whereas right now it's like, oh, this is new. This is different. I could see that becoming the norm. Did, is there, is there anything now that you've gotten to try it with hand tracking too, like with some sort of a hand yeah. apparatus, did you, did you have a, I mean, do you think that Microsoft has to put hands uh, in, into this system in order to make it work or do you think yes. they'll be able to do without? I thought hands at first would be odd um, because they're not really hands. They're just like little sticks. Um but you didn't even think about it. It was like second nature once you started playing it. So I think hands are important because it definitely makes you feel you are more in the game and it just makes you less aware that it's a game. Okay. So I would say, yes, hands are important. Good. Um, having said that, then let's go ahead and move on. Um, to uh, our mailbag for the week and talk about that since uh, we don't really have a feature. Normally we do feature the closest thing I could have thought of to do a feature since it was supposed to be an express show was just talk about some of the, the glut of um, video game releases that come out in October, November um, specifically because my birthday is in November and traditionally what happens every year is everybody I know buys me video games for my birthday because they know that I want all the releases for the year. And then I just play the fuck out of those into like late spring, early summer when some games start coming out again. It makes gift giving as Jonathan's wife really easy. <laughs> I get like, what I want. It comes out she right gets, around his She birthday. gets what she wants because I'm happy. Or releases come out early summer. So like Father's Day, he gets a get, you know, he gets yeah. some games. Um, no. So it, it makes it really easy best. for me. <laughs> or, or like I, I remember year before last, I bought like six games, but it's because they did all these well, insane did sales. Fail. And I, I literally just played one right after the other and finished them until I got yeah. done with them. So I thought for the mailbag this week, since we're not doing technically a feature, um, we would talk a little bit about that. And the mailbag question was, with the glut of holiday titles coming out, what, if anything, are you most looking forward to playing in the next few weeks? And we actually got a good handful of responses here. So starting with my, uh, my page here, uh, Diana Lundberg said, Final Fantasy XV, I will fucking second that. I have been waiting a lot of people, I know Dan Lotke is waiting just like I am. He's been very excited to do that. Goat, you're not here to talk shit about Final Fantasy. So, man, anybody who's listening at home and not watching is seeing me rotate a very enthusiastic middle finger at Goat, um, which he will he will beat me up for when he gets back next week. Um, Dylan Stewart said, even though I hate the way they let us have it, Call of Duty 4 Remastered. I'm going to agree with you on that as well. Um, so, Megan, I don't think Megan knows this, or maybe she does. Probably heard it, but but you. Call of Duty um, Infinite Warfare is yeah. coming out. Um, well, I think is it ne next week? I think it was. We talked about in releases. 
they remastered Call of Duty 4, um, or actually Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which mm -hmm. was the one that turned it into Modern Warfare, yes. which is the, the big one that blew the doors off of that series and really changed first-person shooters. Um, I played an obscene amount of that game. I will never forget how revolutionary that game felt. You don't feel games that revolutionize like that anymore. It's kind of sad. Um, they remastered it. It's a full HD re-release, but they are making it so that it is on-disc content only. You have to have the physical game disc. It's not like most games when they give you something like that packed in, it's like a DLC code. Because yeah. they knew that what everyone was going to try and do was buy the Just disc, buy the, yeah. install it, or redeem the code for the DLC copy and then fucking trade it in return or return it, it or whatever. <laughs> like return it. Yeah, because nobody fucking want wants Infinite Warfare. They want they want the remaster. Yeah, they want the fucking remaster for Modern Warfare. And um, so I agree. That's like super duper shitty, Dylan. Yeah, it's kind of a bait yeah. and switch almost. That's how a lot of people felt about it after the fact. Like maybe they were being shitty, but. I, it doesn't surprise me. I, I kind of expected this because it's business. You know, they're trying to make money with it. So I'm not saying it's nice, but um, my my Aunt Maggie commented on here saying that my cousin Addison just got uh, Just Dance 2017. She said, it's all I've heard about for two months now. It is the bee's knees, apparently. I'm glad that the Addie, bees the bee's knees. I'm glad that Addie's having fun with it. Uh, Darcy said, Pokemon Sun and Moon. The demo's so good, I cannot wait. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. And then uh, Dustin Falconer says, I just got my PlayStation 4, so I'm mostly going to be catching up, but I'm really looking forward to Resident Evil 7 VR. Um, I did play that Resident Evil 7 demo, the E3 demo, Dustin, and it's, it's fucked up, man. If you haven't played it yet, play it. It's a lot of fun. Um, over on the Players Club, we got a couple of answers. Um, Sean Keita said Pokemon Sun and Moon, and Mitch Tayo said Dishonored 2 and The Last Guardian. You have thoughts? This sounds really weird, being that I haven't played it, but my answer, that I actually have one, was going to be Dishonored 2. I saw some previews for it, and I was like, this actually really has my attention. I want to sit down and play it, which for me really means something because John never hears that out of my no, mouth. No, no, not regularly. For me to go, I want this game and I want to sit and play Megan it. Megan likes video games. Megan doesn't have time to play them like she did before we had our son because of our son. So largely. 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 Yeah. Mm. But, but you have an interest in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, no, it was Dishonored 2. Oh, was it Dishonored yeah. 2? Shit, I didn't realize it was Dishonored Yeah, see 2. how he's like, Pokemon? No, yeah, I was but, like, well, no. but you like Pokemon. She's I do, still playing. I still play Pokemon, That's though. what you played this week. I, well, I She's been it, playing Pokemon you know, almost every day. I play it in our car ride, so I could hit all the stops, you know. Of, of everything that's coming out, though, Mitch mentions The Last Guardian. I have been waiting for that game for so long. Uh, that is... I don't own a PlayStation 4 yet, but when I do, that will be probably be the first thing I purchase for it, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, Dishonored 2, I'm excited about, but I just don't, I don't know how it's going to hold up. Um, I, I was really, I was one of those people that was really disappointed by the first game. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. And then finally, on our uh, actual Facebook page, Brian Lesser said, just Pokemon Sun and Moon. So a lot of people are, are like raring to go for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, and then um, that that's going to be it. That's everything we had for uh, for mailbag for the week. So um, 
there is there is no um, there is no no feature again. Just to remind everybody this week. Um, fortunately for us, Goat was nice enough, even though he was on the show, to uh, to send us a voicemail. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play everybody uh, Goat's voicemail, which was recorded and sent to us before um, he he just popped in on the show. And uh, you know, for for um, listeners at home that listen to the recordings, you guys will get a uh, an edited version with the audio spliced in. Who are doing with you? Go, go. So, of course, we're eating at the rainbow right now. That's why it's a little loud. Uh, I mean, I don't know where to go from here. It's the last day of tour, for God's sake. Something static. Um, playing a little bit of this, playing a little bit of that. Can't think of anything off the top of my head that stuck out other than like Mario Gall. And don't start with their phone. That's about it. Uh, hopefully, I should be back on schedule and in such studio ish area next week. So until then, have fun, kids, and uh, don't drink the water inside. So here it is, a goat remote from Goat telling us pretty much exactly what he told us when he was just on the show like 20 minutes ago. God damn it, Goat. Um, So there you go. That that was it. That was our goat remote. So um, I'm pretty sure this week we don't have a Songbird email, largely because, you know, Songbird typically does work based on, um, you know, when she writes into us, it's usually based on mailbag and our features a lot of times. And we got the mailbag up super late this week because everyone's so pressed for time. Um, so uh, that that's going to go ahead and wrap up the show for the week. Um, typically, we talk about what we're doing and what we've got going on this week. Do you have anything exciting coming up this week, my dear? Trick-or-treating tomorrow. Yeah, this will be the first time my son goes trick-or-treating. So I'm going to make my kid get all the candy, and I'm going to take it all from him. And then I'm going to eat it. Well, I get to eat it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. We're gonna eat it. Yes. We're gonna eat it. Um, but yeah, the the thing is, is that um, my son's never trick or treated before, so yes. we're gonna go tricking. My brother's gonna go trick or treating with him tomorrow. Uncle yes. Nick is gonna go trick or treating with him tomorrow. I really sincerely hope that Nick dresses up in his Mister Agitator gear when he comes out, because he might just scare the shit out of Luca okay. if he does. Or Luca no, will recognize think- him from Pink Elephants because my son loves the Pink Elephants video. He may pay more attention to him because half the time he's like, oh, it's Uncle Nick, you know. This, he might be like, I know you. I, I watch your video all the time, you know. Mm. So Maybe it will. Might. That would be awesome if they do. That would be awesome if they do. Um, Rudolph, Phantom Rudolph is asking, will do live uh, live radio during Zap? You know what? I don't know. We have to anime Zap is in January, um, and, and, and Rudolph is asking whether or not we are going to do Live Gamerhead Radio. It's certainly close enough because it's in Peoria that maybe maybe Charlie and Goat can make the trip down. I would love to do as many live episodes as humanly possible, um, especially for you guys down there in Peoria. Because if anybody is, is listening from down there, we have a great time when you, when we're down there with you guys every year. It's one of my favorite shows that we do, um, and I'm not just saying that. I love being down there with everybody because you just always put on such a fun time for us. So it's true. I hear about it all the time. Every year he goes. Yeah, it's great, man. It's just every, the crowd down there is always really good to be as for villains, and I feel like uh, you know, it would, so it would be good to uh, Gamerhead Radio. Um, uh, Dustin, yes, I was actually just about to get to that. So, Vias for Villains has got a few things coming up. Um, there is a Collision Con is the weekend of Thanksgiving, so it's after just after Thanksgiving, but the weekend of Thanksgiving. Um, so we haven't done Collision Con since 2012. It's been a long time since we did a Collision Con. Um, so that's coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing Con Alt Delete is going to be in December. 
uh, which is an animecon.org event. We're always working with them. Um, there is a anime zap is going to be in January. And then as it turns out, one of the brand new animecon.org conventions is going to be in February in Omaha, Nebraska, which is very kind of rather sudden as of last week. Um, so there's, there's things coming up. Um, Nick and I have been talking a lot about what, what's going to be changing, what's new, what's happening. Nick's doing a shitload of new stuff. He's been working on new music again. Like, swear to God, we're almost done with Murder in the Art. It's just that he keeps, he'll listen to it. Adding. And he'll, no, it's not that he'll, he's adding. He'll listen to it and I'll listen to it and then he'll go listen to it and he'll go, I'm almost happy with this, but it's not where I want it. And Nick is not usually that, he doesn't normally take his records apart and, to pieces and slot new pieces in, but he's determined to put out a really good fucking record. And so whatever he doesn't release is probably going to end up on a B side collection or something. Um, they will get released, but he just, he's really trying to put together something better than evolve or die. And you guys have waited a long time for it. So, um, you know, soon, you know, soon I'll have more information about that coming up. Um, if you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think there's anything exciting to my week coming up. Okay. Um, well, that being the case, if you liked what you heard, you can find us uh, on Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, uh, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, you can use, as Charlie always says, your podcast downloader of choice. You can find us. Um, respectively, I am on Twitter at the Fallon Flynn, which you can see below. Charlie is at T E T E K Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. Um, I'm sure I left out a bunch of the places that we could normally be, but I didn't normally write that. I didn't write that shit down. Um, and Charlie has it like memorized from saying this shit for years and years and years. Um, but, uh, yeah. So if, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe, please like, please follow, please share. Um, you know, thank you for joining me and my wonderful wife, uh, on this, this incredible, uh, one hour, almost like exactly down to the minute, one hour episode of Gamerhead Radio, which was longer than I intended for it to be. My God, I can talk. Fuck. You can. I can. You can. Um, but for everybody that that uh, tuned in this this week to watch, thank you for you know sticking with us on an, kind of an odd Express Thin mm -hmm. show. Thank you for Charlie and Goat uh, to, to Charlie yes. and Goat for popping in. I'm so glad so they made it for the show. Um, but next week, as you heard uh, earlier, Goat said, we are returning to form. You will see our regular show with everybody in tow, Goat not on the road. So you guys will get things will get back to normal. And Charlie will be done with all his pony stuff for the moment, for a little while. So he'll until actually... Until the next one. Yeah, until until the wind-up for the next one. So he'll actually have some time to play some video games. I suspect that what you're going to see is a very refreshed Charlie and who's going to overdose on video games this week because he, he can't, finally can. And maybe we'll actually get to play some some games online together and talk to you guys about that. Maybe even do some live streaming if, if, we're, getting, if we're getting lucky. Um, so once again, uh, thank you for watching. This has been episode 191 of Gamerhead Radio. <laughs>